With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Other Connor Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your host, Connor Howard. Hello, Oilers fans. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name, as always, Connor Halley. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley. And before we get to the show today, I just want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, of course, the Hockey Podcast Network and DraftKings. If you're going to sign up today, make sure to use promo code THPN. It stands for the Hockey Podcast Network. When you do that, it's going to help you out in a bunch of ways. I'll tell you a little bit more later on in this show. But of course, with the NHL, the NBA, down there, final stretches here. you got playoffs coming up right away. Major League Baseball, the Masters, UFC, NFL season will be here before you know it. Lots of fun to be had with daily fantasy sports with DraftKings. So sign up today. Use promo code THPN. We've got a great show for you today discussing the Red Hot Edmonton Oilers, winners of six straight. Of course, they just wrap up a three-game trip down to California where they beat the Kings, Sharks, and the Ducks. That used to be murderer's row. That used to be a really tough road trip for the Edmonton Oilers and a lot of NHL franchises. But the Oilers go down there. They win three straight. Mike Smith playing some pretty good hockey right now. Is he back to the form of last year? We'll find out as the stretch run continues on here. But we're going to talk about that with Tom Gazzola, of course, longtime host on Oilers TV. Now you can catch him on TSN 1260. He is the host of the pre- and post-game show, the Don Wheaton GM on White pre- and post-game show. After, before every Oilers game, I'm with him. Jeff Walker's with him. Cassian's with him. It's a lot of fun. Uh, that'll be get going at 6.30 on Saturday if you want a little pregame coverage before the Oilers take on the Avs. But we'll talk to Tom about a whole bunch of things going on with the Edmonton Oilers. Just a couple news and notes before we get to that one. Oilers draft pick. Carter Savoy playing down at the University of Denver. Uh, they were in the fi- or Frozen Four. Not the Final Four. The Frozen Four. Uh, that's the highest level of collegiate hockey his Denver Pioneers knocked off the Michigan Wolverines, who are absolutely loaded with talent in overtime. And guess who scored the goal? Carter Savoy, Edmonton Oilers prospect, his 23rd goal of the season. Uh, if you remember him, played with the Sherwood Park Crusaders. Might be a little bit undersized, but the guy knows how to put the puck in the net. He's somebody to watch. Uh, we'll see what he decides to do if he wants to turn pro or keep his collegiate career going. If he does turn pro, I would expect him to suit up pretty quickly with the Bakersfield Condors, but we'll wait and see what happens with that one. Uh, now his pioneers will take on the University of Minnesota State. We the Mavericks. The Mavericks in the uh, final game. That goes Saturday night, 6 o'clock. Uh, I'm not sure how you'll watch it. It's on ESPN2 and the ESPN app, so if you want to find a stream, that might be your best way. But 
I didn't tell you to do that one. Uh, also for the Oilers, Evander Kane fined $5,000 for his knee last night against the Kings on uh, Sean Dersey. So a little bit of money out of the old pocketbook for Evander Kane, but that's a little bit of a tone for the Edmonton Oilers, that they're a little bit nasty. I know Kings fans did not like the hit. Uh, depending on how you saw it, it could be considered dirty, but uh, $5,000 fine, two-minute penalty, and Evander Kane will move on and turn his attention to the Colorado Avalanche on a Saturday night, 8 o'clock puck drop in that one. And uh, that's pretty much all I got. Let's get to our guest, Tom Gazzola. He, of course, with TSN 1260. You can catch him on the Jason Greger Show Monday through Friday. He's on the oil stream with Dustin Nielsen, and you can give him a follow on Twitter, at Tom Gazzola. Tom, thanks a lot for doing this today. How are you doing? How are you doing? More importantly, Connor Halley, I'm doing uh, good as usual. A busy Friday, which is nice. I like the saying, work hard, play hard, gotta earn it. And uh, for an off day, it's been kind of busy. So that's a good thing. You know, we're ramping up. We're (laughs) ramping up here. And it's exciting. It's that time of year. Um, Let's do it, baby. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun, obviously. Playoffs right around the corner. I know you were just on with uh, Dustin Nielsen for the oil stream. Uh, man, the Oilers content out there. There's so much. Uh, you guys do a great job. I appreciate you giving me some of your time here on the Other Connor Podcast. Uh, well, let's get right into it, Tom. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, perfect in California. I don't know if I thought that's how it was going to go. I think you and I discussed it on the pregame show. I think my prediction was 2-0-1, five points would be good. Uh, how surprised are you that they went down there and went undefeated even without Leon Dreisettle for a game? I expected wins in... San Jose and Anaheim, like flat out expected. And then I thought that L.A. would be the toss-up and then Edmonton's game would have to build up to L.A. And it did. Um, so I was impressed. Like I thought 2-0-1 would have been good. I thought 2-0-1 would have been realistic. 3-0, and exceptional, obviously. You get six important points out of California. That used to be a murderer's row. I remember when I was traveling with the team, we'd go through California and the best part of the trip was getting to enjoy the weather, you know, because <laughs> you knew the games would be miserable. Not the case anymore. You get the best of both worlds. The weather was great. The hockey on the ice for the Oilers was good as well with the results. So that was a great trip. And you know, it adds to the fact that this team has rattled off what, nine in a row at home, comes back home feeling good about itself, about to get a chance to make it 10 straight wins on home ice, which would be a franchise record, a great feat if they could pull it off, but the task is tall in the Colorado Avalanche. But Connor Halley, I think, you know, watching the team over the course of this week, you have to think to yourself, damn, you know what, they're ramping up, and I'm starting to get flashbacks of this time of year in 2017 when the team you know, would get those stiff tests and would pass them. And it feels like that is kind of happening right now. Yeah, I mean, and we'll get to the Colorado Avalanche in a minute here because Saturday night, that's going to be an outstanding game. Just the the superstar, the firepower alone will be ridiculous down at uh, Rogers Place, a later start for that one. And you and I will have the pregame coverage. We'll talk about that as well. But uh, just sticking with this road trip, Tom, I mean, you, I think you nailed it there. Like Anaheim, San Jose, very winnable games. Uh, the game against the Kings, a big one. And, you know, not only going up against different competition, but big in the standings, a team that, you know, it's looking like you'll see in the first round of the playoffs. So there's a little bit of a gamesmanship there. Uh, Mike Smith, he wasn't going to start on Sunday. Miko Koskinen comes down with some sort of cold, flu, non-COVID illness, and Smith gets thrust out there. 
very good. 969 save percentage. Uh, he gets to start against the San Jose Sharks the following Tuesday. 969 save percentage. And we talked about it on the pregame show. I thought, you know, those games, we'll, we'll see what he does against the Kings. You know, it's that next step up. Yeah. And again, I mean, a, a 33, or sorry, 31 save performance. Um, you know, did what he had to do. We talk about it all the time. The NHL is kind of a 3-2 league, and that's the final score in that game. I I don't know if we can have too much confidence in Mike Smith or, you know, to be fair, Miko Koskin from what we've seen the last couple of years. You never really know what you're going to get, but it was the question of the night. Are you starting to get a little bit more confidence in Mike Smith back there? Yeah, great question of the night. Uh, two brilliant minds working on the pregame show, <laughs> so I have to give them props for sure. And I, I don't want to go all in and say yes, uh, confidence with Mike Smith. But what he did put together this past week and what he did last night against the Kings, I think certainly adds confidence to whatever there was prior to this week. Um, yesterday, obviously, was the big test. He was the star in San Jose with that big play uh, in overtime as well. But he made some big saves in San Jose. He made some big saves last night against the LA Kings. He kind of got left hung out to dry on a bad play by Tyson Berry and then a, a weak check by Leon Drysaddle on the Trevor Moore goal. And Moore, you know, tucked home a nice play. And then the Victor Arvidsson goal, you know, I, there was some traffic in front. It squeezed through him. But outside of that, he had a few of those moments where it seemed like a harmless shot or semi-dangerous and he made the save, but he was still kind of like looking around and had that jolted, startled look on his face <laughs> where you're like, uh-oh, that, that might have had a chance. But those didn't make their way through. They didn't go in, and that's the most important thing. So I think another building block for Mike Smith to getting back to feeling like the Mike Smith of old, is he there? I don't think so. Uh, could he get there? Yeah, maybe with a few more good starts, but he's going to face some really good teams. I'm guessing he goes Saturday night against the Avalanche. I'm not 100% sure. The Oilers are off today. They're, they're taking an, a day to rest, and then we'll find out at morning skate tomorrow. Um, but, you know, he's kind of getting towards that Mike Smith that we saw last year. He's not, I'd say maybe he's you know, 70% of the way there. So there's still a big, long road ahead of him to get there. Could he make up some ground in this next two and a half weeks? I think so. Um, goaltending didn't let the Oilers down last year in the playoffs. It was depth scoring and, and uh, depth on defense. And so if Mike Smith looks like he can be the guy from last season, I think he'll be your game one starter, probably against the LA Kings, uh, unless he just has an epic collapse in these next, you know, 10 games here. Which we can't rule out. Uh, but since right. since the coaching change was made and, you know, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson come up from Bakersfield, I mean, I think we've seen better goaltending from both Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. How much do you think it's just the little changes that they've made, the tweaks to the defensive game? Because, you know, outside of Brett Kulak, the roster has pretty much stayed the same, getting a little bit healthier. I think the team defense has a huge part to play in how well the goalies are performing. You know, there there's been less 10-bell chances given up by the Oilers, less bonehead mistakes given up by the Oilers, and that's from attention to detail. Yeah, the backtracking through the neutral zone, that's had an effect, and a good one. Uh, that's great. And then on top of that, pucks are getting out more consistently, although you know they're not perfectly clean when it comes to getting pucks out, especially when they get to the wingers on the wall. 
but they've eliminated a lot of those bad tur- turnovers at the blue line of late, and that's huge. That's huge, those little simple things. And then on top of that, uh, less odd man rushes. And then when there have been odd man rushes, yes, opposition teams have scored on them, but there's less of them, and there's been some, A, good goaltending, and then you know the defense have played them decently well whenever odd man rushes have occurred, usually off of bad turnovers, which, again, has been something that's been minimalized or or has been uh, taken down a, a step or two. You know, they, the efficiency is uh, getting better at eliminating those. So I think the team overall defense has played a huge part in helping the goalies uh, look good and have better performances, and, and their numbers have been bumped up because of that. I was like, oh, Mike Smith, look at that. He's over 900 save percentage again. And I know Miko Koskinen has been flirting with it. He's been over, he's been under, depending on the game. But, you know, a commitment to team defense has given those two tall, big goalies back there a chance to improve their games, and uh, everybody's benefiting from it, in my opinion. Now, how about Stuart Skinner? I mean, right now, he he's kind of been put on the back burner. I think there's still probably a few fans that might hold that against the Oilers, if it doesn't go well, bringing him up. But, you know, do you think long-term this is the best thing for him, staying with the Bakersfield Condors and, you know, being that guy as they head into the playoffs? I still think he's probably the best goalie in the system. <laughs> uh, that's just me, though. And, you know, I say that jokingly, too, but Mike Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen have their doubters for good reason. Uh, this season, you know, there's been times where we're like, see, I told you so. And then there's been pleasant surprises where they're like, wow, geez, they had a good game. That's great. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I don't understand the reluctance to keep Stuart Skinner down there. I think he could be starting. I think he's certainly proved he's capable. Is he a complete project? No. There's still work to be done, obviously. Does he have flaws in his game? Yes. Is he ready to be a full-time NHL starter? Probably not. But I think he's taken steps, and and there are indicators there to say that this guy is NHL caliber now. Um, And considering how poorly the team defense was, how poorly the goaltending was at certain points of the season... You know, you look at Stuart Skinner and go, well, you know what? He might be the better option of the three of those guys. And I still feel like he might be, but it is crunch time. Those other two guys are veterans. Skinner's still a young guy. I kind of understand. I don't necessarily like it. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is interesting to see how it's going to play out. And, I mean, I'll, I'll go with a, a kind of the similar story, but... Almost the opposite. Last year, you know, instead of being down with the Condors, Evan Bouchard stayed up with the Oilers, and we didn't see him in a lot of games. Uh, this year, obviously, the workload has increased. Had a nice game against the LA Kings, three points. But there's also been some head-scratching moments for me, you know. Decision-making, I think things that, you know, a young player will get as they get used to the speed of the NHL game. But what have you thought of Evan Bouchard in his first real full season with the big club? He's come as advertised. Uh, offensively, he's been excellent. You know, I know he hadn't scored since what, January? And then last night he got that one where he basically just blew it through Jonathan Quick's glove. <laughs> he's got a, the boosh bomb and that's good. He's had a rough couple of months where he's been exposed and that lack of experience has caught up with him. And, you know, it's frustrating for the fan base. I know we would get texts on the post game show saying, ah, he needs to be benched, he needs to watch from the press box. That's not how you get better. I mean, this is first full year. 
you know, we always hear that rhetoric from hockey people saying it takes three to 400 games for a defenseman to really blossom into what they're expected to be. And Bouchard still has uh, quite a distance to get to, to that point. So there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be rough spots. And at least he's showing progress in the right direction. Is he soft? Yeah. Is he still a young guy? Yeah, his birth certificate says so, but we we jokingly call him old man Bouchard. But in time, I feel like he will toughen up, even though that's not part of his nature. You know, he'll have that aha moment where he's like, you know what, man, I'm six foot three. At some point, he's going to get over 200 pounds. He's like, I can hurt and distribute pain to others the way they do to me. And it'll eventually come and, and he'll have confidence in his own zone. But it's going to take making mistakes going through through those learning lessons and having those experiences for him to realize it. You need to live it sometimes. You can watch it on video. You can listen to stories from others who've been through it. And that's always valuable too. But until you do it and understand it in your own mind, um, you know, that's that's when it actually starts to click for, you know, 90% of the population. You know, there are those special 10% that, that don't need that and they're just that good. But, you know, most of us fall in that 90% category. Evan Bouchard has exceptional skill. He's going to be a hell of a defenseman. Growing pains, man. And uh, he's going through them this year. And good to see him showing up in a big game at the right time. Excellent. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up the points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash Whenever you want, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, or Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado or New Hampshire. 888-789-7777. Or you can check out ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 8778-HOPE-NY, or you can text HOPE-NY in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-7989 in Tennessee or in Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. 21-plus, 18-plus in New Hampshire or Wyoming, physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Minnesota, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Tom Gazzola joining me here on the Other Connor podcast. Uh, Tom, let's talk about Jesse Pugliarvi. He's a guy who... I didn't know this, but there seems to be a little bit of debate about him on social media. It's actually brought up to me from Strutty. He said, what's going on with this argument about 
Play RV. To me, it was an indicator that I follow the right people on social media, and I I don't have to see this. Have you seen any of this back and forth about the young Finn? I'm not going to lie to you. I hate social media, and Twitter's <laughs> a necessary evil. I don't like to go on it, and um, I do see some threads and and stuff like that. Um, and when I post things, it's just retweets of the shows and, and content we're doing. And then if I'm out of practice or a game, information that I can pass along if I get any. And uh, I, I really try to stay out of those types of things. So please enlighten me on what the conversation around Pulley RV is. You know what? And I, I, I couldn't even figure it out. I mean, I, I thought that everybody would be on the same page when it comes to him. I mean, 23 years old, he's, he's getting that man strength now. Uh, to me, a guy who... You know, there's things he can work on for sure. I mean, there's probably a little more skill he could add to his game, but, uh, I mean, he separates players from pucks. He doesn't mind going into the dirty areas. I think he's a little bit innocent at times and, and doesn't know the situations he's in, but I mean, I've really loved his game this year. I've thought that he's kind of trending in the right direction. What have you made of, of Jesse Pugliarvi this season? Great start. Like, yeah. fantastic start to this season. You're like, yes, this is exactly what you want to see from him. And then after the first couple months, he faded away. And then he had that injury where he missed a month. That hurt him. Wasn't playing great at the time when he did get hurt. He's come back. That goal he scored in Anaheim, that was good for his confidence. He's had some good moments. Uh, he seems to be around it, creating chaos in front of the net, works hard down low. You need him to do that, right? Mm-hmm. There's another guy that eventually is going to get that old man strength, and he's starting to realize that he's a big boy and he can push others around. But for him, it's a little more touch and go. And, and right now, I think his game, he's hes trying to find it again. Um, I don't think he's going to command a ton of money when his contract is up. You know, will he get a bump up? Yeah, sure. Will he want a little bit more commitment in terms of term? Yeah, probably. Uh, but there's there's room for growth here, and it hasn't been a constant ascent to elite level play from him. It's it's been sporadic and up and down, and he's only a little bit ahead of Evan Bouchard. So I like the promise of Jesse Pugliarvi. I like the intangibles he brings. I think he's on track to do really good things when it comes to becoming a an excellent NHL player. So. I mean, again, it's like this is a young guy finding his game. And Kyler Yamamoto was kind of opposite from Pugliarvi. He started the year slowly after a rough finish to last year, and now he's picking it up. And all of a sudden you're looking at him and going, there might be something here. There might be a top six winger here. And then same with Pugliarvi. So those two are kind of in the same area, I think. I think, you know, Certainly Yamamoto's playing better and getting more results, whereas Pugliarvi's finding his game. So they've they've kind of had this seesaw between the two of them. One's going, the other one's not. And then they go back and forth. It would be so great to see both of them going at the same time. And I think if they commit to their games and the Oilers commit to them, that time will come sooner rather than later because uh, they've been around longer than we probably like to, to think and remember that these guys are, you know, four or five years in mm-hmm. to their time in the organization. Yeah, JP's drafted in 2016, Tom. Right. I remember that I, day, like, vividly. <laughs> I interviewed him. The first thing I did, like, when he got drafted, I had a one-on-one with him exclusive. And the first thing I said was, hi, I'm Tom from Oilers TV. And he said, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we've come a long way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, it's it's funny to think. I I was doing the pregame or sorry draft show, I guess, with uh, Guy Flaming and Dean Millard, and 
when the Columbus Blue Jackets took Pierre-Luc Dubois, they both just lost their mind. Like, holy cow, that's going to leave Yesipoli Arvi to the Edmonton Oilers at number four. And yeah, it's been up and down. But he, like you said, if, the, if he and Kyler Yamamoto find their game at the same time, watch out. Like just being able to send those guys out shift after shift with what they're able to do. I mean, it could go such a long way for the Oilers. And um, yeah, you got you got to hit on these first round picks. You got to keep them in the system and make it work. So uh, let's hope it happens. Uh, Tom, a guy who is newer to the team, uh, Vander Kane, fined of five thousand dollars for the knee last night on uh, Sean Dursey in the win over the L.A. Kings. Uh, I mean, we don't like to see kneeing, but. I kind of like that mean streak that Kane's brought for the Oilers. I, I've got no problem with that. It hurts his checkbook a little bit, but it is not that much money for the guy who's making as much as he is. Yeah, he spent more than $5,000 on worse <laughs> things. We know that. And yep. <laughs> um, I like the back and forth between Dursey and Kane. You can tell that there's a little bit of animosity there. That's going to be a great battle in the postseason if and when the Oilers face each other. Oilers and Kings face each other in that first round. Um, you don't want to see a guy take out a knee, uh, having had a, a torn ACL and meniscus and having surgery. Like, it sucks, man. It sucks. And, and it's good to see that in hockey in general, there's less of that. It unfortunately happened last night. He gets the fine. Uh, Dursey's okay. You know what? And it just creates this, this pent up frustration that could spill over in the first round. And I think that's great. I like the fact that Kane is physical. I like the fact that Kane tries to finish checks. Uh, you'd like to see him do it a little bit cleaner. Uh, he was penalized for it. They'll move on. Dursey's okay for the most part, and from what we understand, that's good. And uh, and then move on. Play clean hockey, but play play with that sneer. I like that. Um, it, you know, maybe a, a bit of an indicator that the Oilers aren't just a pushover like they were earlier in the season, that they will come at you. They won't back down. Uh, they'll initiate a little bit of contact. So uh, was it over the line? Yeah, a little bit. Was it dirty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, Vander Kane was penalized for it on the ice. He was penalized for it in the pocketbook. They'll move on, and uh, hopefully nobody blows out a knee, and we see some good, feisty, tough hockey in the future from both teams. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, looks like we're heading to that. Uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through Twitter right now, the video of the hit. And L.A. Kings fans, obviously not happy. Uh, a lot of fans around the NHL do not like Evander Kane. I think he's one of those yep. guys, when he's on your team, you love him. When you go up against him, you hate him. Uh, that just adds for what should be a fun playoff series. Uh, and I, I kind of like the crazy. We saw him with the Kings, uh, was it the punch against Brandon Lemieux? Uh, yep. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. I mean, I, I don't like the dirty stuff, but I, I kind of like the guys that play on the edge. And for the Oilers, it's something they've missed, uh, you know, since Zach Cassian was kind of at his peak. Uh, why don't we just go with Zach Cassian, a guy who's had, you know, ups and downs his time with the Edmonton Oilers when he's on, fan favorite, love, score some big goals. When he's off at times, you know, people complain he's invisible and he's being paid way too much. Uh, what have you thought of, of, uh, Zach Cassian's game this year? Oh, man. You know, a lot to be desired. You know he's capable of playing better hockey. I know he doesn't get a lot of power play or penalty kill time, so he's only on five on five. He's a third liner, fourth liner. And uh, his effectiveness this year and at times last year was minimal. I know he was banged up last year. I like Zach Cassian, the the person. He's a great guy. Mm -hmm. I love his story and how he's come around and... Uh, I love that he earned that contract by playing really well, providing offense, playing physical. But what 
hasn't been great is how his play has dropped off in that time since signing it. And it, it was almost from the day he signed it to what we're witnessing now, where it's like, oh man, like, where's that motivation? Where's that fuel to be the wild man, to have that crazy look in his eye? Maybe he finds it in these last 10 games. Maybe he gets it for the playoffs. That would be absolutely tremendous if he could be a physical asset to the team, create havoc, be that guy that has the nastiness. But it just hasn't been there this year. And I know, again, you know, having fractured his jaw, that that sucks. And, and you know, those injuries take your toll, uh, take their toll on you. But his game overall hasn't been great. I, I mean, in San Jose, not much to talk about. Last night, I watched him. Maybe he was a deterrent to Brendan Lemieux, who didn't play a lot. And then the other thing is I noticed he had a couple of hits, and I was like, okay, that's good. And uh, another play where he backtracked and had a nice back check and knocked the puck out of out of play by just having a good stick on it. That's all I noticed yesterday from him. So I'd like to see more. Hopefully there's more in the tank from him, and he's feeling good and healthy and uh, can kind of turn back the clock to Zach Cassian 2017 to 2019. Uh, Tom, I think it'd be weird if we left out Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, obviously. Uh, Dreisaitl missing the game, but returns against the LA Kings, uh, 50 goals in the season. McDavid tracking down 50, 100 points. Uh, just both absolute superstars for the Edmonton Oilers this year doing what is expected of them, and for Connor McDavid especially, it looked like he's really ramping up his game as we head into the playoff stretch here. Uh, what do you, what can you say about those two that hasn't already been said? Or, or is that even possible? Uh, let's, let's see if they can turn themselves into champions. That's what they want to do. I know they, love, they don't necessarily love the personal accolades that come with their accomplishments. I'm sure they respect and appreciate them, but... They keep saying that they want to chase the big one. This is their time to crank it into high gear. Uh, poor goaltending or not, you know, anytime you get a chance to make it to the postseason, um, you could take the bull by the horns, and this is going to be their window to do it. And and you know what? The Oilers will go as far as the, these two will take them. Yes, they will have support from better players this year. And, uh, you know, these guys are just a treat to cover and to watch. Um, amazing. It, you just enjoy it, Oiler fans. And uh, you know what? Maybe those those murmurs of them wanting out can can quiet down for a little bit because that would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I think we want that uh, Crosby-Malkin type thing, right? Forever yeah. Oilers would be great. Uh, Tom, the Oilers, uh, three games on the road. They come home for one on Saturday, 8 o'clock puck drop. A pregame show with you, me, Cassian. The texters, whoever else wants to get involved, will be at uh, 6.30 on TSN 1260. But then they hop back on the plane, head out to Minnesota. Then you got Nashville. Uh, one game homestand, to me, it kind of just makes for a really long extended road trip. Yeah. And these are tough teams that are coming yeah. uh, Edmonton's way. A couple times against Colorado in the next six. You mentioned Nashville. They get Dallas in the mix there as well. They're going to have Vegas. That could be a huge game. You know, if things go well for the Oilers in the next week and a half, that Vegas game could be either a nail biter for Edmonton, or Edmonton could be putting the final nail in the coffin of the Golden Knights, uh, who got smacked around by the Canucks the other night, which was not a good loss for them. So this is a very intriguing, interesting time, and you have to like what the Oilers are putting together here. That belief system seems to be strong. The team structure gets better and better, and uh, they're getting 
excellent individual performances from all areas and all aspects of the game, which is is great. So let's see if they can put up a pretty darn good fight against Colorado. Hey, maybe they get a win. Who knows? Uh, they played them well a couple of weeks ago at Ball Arena and uh, still picked up a point. We'll see, Connor. It's going to be a doozy. It really is. I'm not going to ask for a prediction because if people want a prediction, they can tune into the Don Wheaton GM on White pregame show on Saturday night. Absolutely. That's a good <laughs> sell and tease, my friend. Tom, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it, and uh, we'll get you on maybe closer to the playoffs here. Hey, thanks for having me, Connor. There you go. Tom Gazzola of TSN 1260, the oil stream. You can catch him daily on the Jason Greger Show, pre- and post-game coverage on TSN 1260 and on Twitter at Tom Gazzola. And that is going to do it for another edition of the Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Of course, the Edmonton Oilers uh, coming off that big 3-2 win over the LA Kings now turn their attention to the Colorado Avalanche Saturday night down at Rogers Place. The firepower in this one's going to be outstanding. Some of the league's best players. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, 8 o'clock puck drop in that one for the Oilers. After that, they're back in action on Tuesday, taking on the Minnesota Wild. That's going to be a tough game. Then on Thursday, they got the Nashville Predators. Both those games on the road. So a uh, tough, tough couple weeks for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, not going to lie. I mean, you look at the Avalanche, the Wild, the Stars. You've got the Golden Knights who, yeah, I mean, you, you could knock them out of the playoffs, so that's fun. But the Penguins are in there. Uh, it's going to be a tough task for the Edmonton Oilers down the stretch here. But uh, the way they've been playing as of late, you've got to have a pretty good amount of confidence in the group. Very quickly, thank you to our sponsor, DraftKings. Sign up today. Use promo code THPN. Thank you to the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you to you guys for tuning in today. Tom Gazzola for hopping on. And we'll talk to you next time here on the Other Connor Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast. New shows drop every Tuesday and Friday wherever you get your podcasts from.